podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? Getting into this holiday season, lovers, pleasure seekers. So I wanted to start out the episode today sharing a new review that came in. And just as a reminder, uh, anybody that does a review in this time period for the rest of the month of December of 2020, you are going to get automatically this incredible sensational sex starter kit. And in that, it's, you know, my team and I put together meditations and instructional videos and a workbook really for you to jumpstart this part of your journey. So you'll automatically get access to that. And then everybody's going to be entered into this giveaway for this box. And it's like my favorite sexy things to help facilitate my pleasure along and help really get in the mood. There are sexy toys, uh, high-end vibrators. There's things just for general self-care, stuff for your face. Because whenever my skin and my face and those sorts of things feel good, I just feel more in touch with my body and more pleasurable, like able to experience pleasure. Uh, Some noise-canceling headphones and just some other goodies. So it's an incredible gift box. It will be sent to you anywhere in the world so you can be anywhere that you live in order to get this box. And again, all you have to do is if you're a listener of the podcast is just go on to Apple podcast review and write a review. There should be details about how to do that in the show notes. Snapshot just using your phone, the review that you wrote, because sometimes it takes a couple of days for that review to show up. And then email it. Just email it over to team at daniellesavory.com. Once we get that, we'll send you the link for you to start your sensational sex starter kit. And then we're going to do the drawing for the gift box at the end of the month. So good luck to all of you all. And thank you truly from the bottom of my heart taking the time to do this. It means so much to me. And it's so fun to read your words and see how you're enjoying the podcast and really just kind of get a pulse on what you're liking and what lights you up so that I can create more of that for you. So Jen B, she said, this podcast has woken me up. I've been divorced for a few years and was in a sexless marriage before that. Needless to say, pleasure was off the radar. I stumbled upon this podcast and it has woken me up to the importance of pleasure in my life physical and otherwise. Also, I'm learning that being turned on and tuned into my own pleasure translates powerfully into all areas of my life. Thank you, Danielle. Well, thank you, Jen. Yes, you're so right. It does just tune in and translates powerfully to all areas of your life. And this actually reminded me, I was having a call with one of my clients today. And she also came to me like very similar to what this woman shared, you know, having been divorced for a few years and basically a sexless marriage and not seeing the importance of pleasure. And she came in um, into the course Better Sex in 90 Days as a single 
woman and, you know, wondering if this was even going to work for her and what she was going to get out of it. But in this course, she really found like that turned on woman and that way to just the importance of pleasure for her and her like importance of her to untangle that. And happy to say she's dating somebody now. And during our talk, she was just like, I just have so much to celebrate. Like, you know, last week was just a shit show and it was so hard. But then on Friday, we just had the coziest evening and it led to the best sex ever. And we had sex three times before noon the next day and, you know, orgasming for the first time for her, being able to truly enjoy herself. And she was just like, I truly never thought this was possible. Like, this feels like my dream life. Like when I started this work, I had no idea what was possible. So really remembering like, even if you've had a sexless marriage and you're still in it, or if you're divorced, or, you know, I have a lot of women that come into me in their later 40s and their 50s, and sometimes they're even their 60s, and they're like, is it too late? And I'm like, no, absolutely, like not. Come in, come in, welcome in. Like, it's never too late for us to learn how to connect with our body, to learn how to turn in and tune into our pleasure and see how that has a ripple effect on every parts of our life. Okay, so again, thank you everybody for sharing. And remember, this giveaway is going to keep going on through the end of December 2020. So you'll have a chance to get that sex starter kit for yourself and then also a chance to enter into the drawing. So don't miss out. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about today's topic, which is not saying no, which is the opposite of last episode where I really wanted to talk to you about the importance of saying no. So in last episode, you know, one of the things that we investigated and dove into, and I really encourage you, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back. Even if the topic might not interest you, you might, you know, from the title or something, it's such an important piece. And it's one of the pieces that so many of the women that I've worked with had no idea was even there. They didn't even realize that they're keeping themselves back from saying no or stopping sex or stopping things where they were headed was really preventing them from being able to feel safety in their body and creating that environment and that container for pleasure to enter. And there's so many reasons that I discussed on this episode about why we do this as women from a place of people pleasing, from a place of obligation, from a place of like, well, you know, it's just easier. I've already gotten things going. I don't want to rock the boat and say no or stop things. So I'll just go along with it. Uh, But what that happens is we're completely cutting ourselves off from the possibility of pleasure. And even though it might be hard for you to say no to your partner at the beginning, it might feel a little scary because it's not something you're used to doing. The long-term impact of creating that safety to be able to stop things whenever you need to allows you to create more passion and more connection. And just this general trust with yourself, trusting yourself that you're going to stop things if it doesn't feel good anymore, letting your body trust you that if like it's not on board with things that you're not just going to willy nilly follow along because you're too afraid to say no to your person. So this week, we're really going to talk to you about not saying no. (laughs) Okay, so these are two separate things. The saying no is important for us to remove that pressure and for us to start like 
dismantling some of the things that we grew up as women learning that maybe we're going to be a tease or it's just easier to go along or all these sorts of things. The idea of not saying no is to start to untangle different mental habits. And that's a mental habit of automatically saying no and shutting your body and yourself down from sex and for pleasure. So oftentimes this might happen very innocently, right? Like one time you kind of felt tired and you're like, yeah, I'm just really tired. I don't really feel like it tonight. Or perhaps it's after you had babies or even while you were pregnant, it wasn't comfortable. So you didn't want to, or you just felt so humongous. You're like, I don't even know what kind of position I want to get into. This just doesn't feel like a safe or a good idea, which is false by the way. But these are the kind of things our brain says. Or after, you know, whether you've had a C-section or a vaginal birth, you know, any kind of procedure on your vagina, then you might need to take a rest period. And this rest period, you get into the habit of not having sex, of course, and saying no. And so then it's kind of hard to start back up. Or maybe you were sick or you're just really busy. Like there's a lot of shit going on. We're busy women. We're high achievers. We're doing stuff in the world and we get stuck in our work and stuck in our things and doing all of the things. And so perhaps the no made a lot of sense. Like logically, it made a lot of sense. You weren't feeling well. You really, truly didn't have the time. You, you know, were healing. You were, you know, taking your time to like let your vagina heal, all these kind of things. So the saying no isn't a problem. Like this is something that we need to do because our body doesn't always feel like it. But what happens is we begin to fall into this pattern, we fall into the routine of our regular everyday lives, and the no becomes justified more and more and more and more because you're on your period, because you're on your cramps, because the kids are bothering you all day, because you've got a deadline, because stress, because of the world, because of blah, 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 blah. And so all of these things, when really what's happening is you're building up this resistance and now the no has just become your automatic. The no is said over again and again and again, and it becomes more regular. And before you know it, you find yourself pretty much always saying no. And it might not seem like that big of a deal. See, it doesn't happen all at once. It usually happens over time. And again, it happens because there is a legitimate reason. There is a justified reason that makes it so you don't feel like it. And then you notice how easily that no just comes out. And what happens is your no becomes a habit. There's no space in between. It's just an automatic response. And you get into the routine of your life, like I said, and saying yes to sex is presented with so much resistance because it feels like it's so much effort and all these other things are going on and you don't feel like it in the moment. So you say no, and then you start to notice you're also saying no ahead of time to avoid the no later. Sex starts to feel more and more like a chore. Like, what's even the point? It just feels like so much work. (laughs) Like, I don't really have the time for it. I don't want to make the time for it. I'd rather just go to sleep. I'd rather just, you know, read my book. I'd rather just watch this show. I'd rather just, you know, relax or take a bath. Like, really? Like, is there really any benefit in this for me? 
and you feel it happen in your head. I know it has been a while. He probably was going to want it tonight. And you can feel that pressure start to creep in. And so it isn't that you don't want to maybe kiss or cuddle on the couch. You actually do. Like that connection sounds nice to you. It feels nice to you. But you decided ahead of time that you don't want sex, that it feels like too much work. So you cut yourself off from even connecting with your partner in the little ways because it might lead into sex. So there's the no in the moment that becomes a habit and it's also decided no ahead of time that also becomes a habit because you're afraid of things getting taken out of context and oh, he's probably gonna think I want it and then I'll be committed ahead of time. So that last episode was really approaching this no ahead of time and how we can help ourselves of this feeling of obligation, like how you can create safety and you know, this container for pleasure and desire because you are giving yourself permission to say no and to stop things at any time. Then that really helps you create, you know, not this automatic no from from a place of I don't want it to lead anywhere. But here is why I think it's also so important to remove the no from our automatic response altogether. And I call this practice the never saying no. And obviously, I don't mean you never actually say no because I have a whole episode about saying no. But really what you're doing is you're giving yourself space to consider the proposition of sex or sexy time or a sexy session as I like to call it. So think of never saying no as a practice in the pause. It is the pause in between the idea of sex And deciding what you're going to do. If you are going to have sex, and again, I mean having sex, it could be making out, it could be heavy petting, it could be oral sex. There's so many other things. I don't necessarily mean penis and vagina, right? So it's important to even remember that. So it's a pause to see like, am I going to proceed? Like, let it be a maybe instead. Instead of automatically thinking in your head, like, I'm definitely not doing it tonight. (laughs) Or like, nope, it's a no. It's a maybe. Maybe I could be into it. Maybe like I could kind of shake off the dust of the day. And once that settles down, like maybe it could be fun. This pause is everything because it automatically breaks you out of the autopilot response, that habit of the mind that says no for all the reasons it's resisting sex in the first place. You can use this pause to then actually buy yourself some time to get honest with yourself. Maybe you do actually want to, but you haven't even had a moment to yourself all day and you just need to chill the F out and like get out of the stress cycle and be with yourself for a minute and just take a beat, right? The maybe creates time for you to get out of this, you know, anxiety and go, go, go that we're normally in and connect back with yourself. And you can be more open. You can be more curious. Like maybe I do actually want to do this. Huh? Maybe I do. But we're slowing things down enough in this pause so that you have time to respond. So most women want sex after arousal has started. So when you automatically say no and you fall in this camp, then you're not even giving yourself a fighting chance for pleasure. 
You shut it down before it's even possible. This is called responsive desire. And responsive desire usually occurs in 80% of women or more sometimes. So understanding that your body might not even wake up and be eager and desire and want sex until it has started to become aroused, until you have begun to get turned on. And by saying maybe, you then can do that. This is what I teach a lot in Better Sex in 90 Days is we create this bridge to the bedroom. And it's a series of things and a process to really help you connect, you know, with your body and with your pleasure to help increase desire. You want to give yourself a chance for arousal to even happen. And you can't do that when you've already said no automatically, you can't even give yourself the opportunity to connect with your body, to connect with pleasure, and to even have a fighting chance to find that desire. Recently, the catchphrase in my house has been action before motivation. This is something that my husband's grandma, Grandma Garnet, used to say a lot. It's one of her many wise sayings. And basically, it just means that sometimes we need to take action before we feel motivated to do it, right? And during that action, we often find our motivation. I know this for myself working out, right? I never really feel like working out ahead of time. I'm just like, I see all the resistance in my head. Like I'm so much cozier not working out. Is it really going to make a difference? Why do I even want to do this? It seems stupid, blah, 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 blah. All the things that my brain wants to say about working out. But once I do it, like once I put my shoes on and I'm in my workout clothes and I'm going for a hike or, I don't know, touching my toes or something that I'm doing, then I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I kind of like it. It feels good to be in my body. It feels good to move my body. I actually feel strong. I actually love working out. Weird. Or with writing, you know, whether it's writing a podcast or writing an email or doing social media posts for my business have a lot of resistance, a lot of resistance for all the different reasons that come up. But if I just put my ass in the seat and get my keyboard out and start typing, I'm like, oh, there's all these ideas. I love writing. I love creating content. This is so fun. But that motivation to do it doesn't happen until I take the action and I put myself in the place that I could actually become motivated. And this is exactly what is going on when you hear the term responsive desire. You're putting your body and yourself in a place where desire can bloom and blossom. But when you say no automatically, when you say no in your head, even before your partner asks for sex, you remove all of the possibilities. (laughs) You remove a chance for responsive desire. You remove a chance for that action to happen before that motivation is going to kick in. You can't even start to kiss or dance or explore or do all these fun things that might feel really good and get you aroused because your automatic and initial reaction is N-O. So pausing, saying maybe, Allowing this to be your new go-to automatic response is at least going to give yourself the time and the space to be open, to be curious, to allow things maybe at least to start moving along in the direction that you want, which is with compassionate connection, which is with, um, you know, pleasure and desire and all of these juicy things. 
And another way that the maybe and the pause can work in your favor is because it gives you a chance to be the curious observer of your mind. You might not even know the kind of things that your brain is saying to for why it should be a no in the first place. You like you have no idea what the voice of resistance is even saying when you're just like, nope, and you move on, right? Like, nope, I don't want it. And then you go and you plop down and you watch Netflix or like, nope, I don't want it. And you grab a book or nope, I don't want it. And you just go off by yourself into the bath, right? Like you don't even know why your brain is so resistant and not wanting it at all. So pausing gives you a chance to even get curious. Like what's happening in here? Like why doesn't my brain say this is a good idea? And then you can be like, oh, okay. Now I see what's going on. Now I see why I'm feeling so resistant because I think it's gonna take a long time or I think that the effort isn't really worth it or whatever. Now, this are the golden nuggets. I love being a coach and just being a coach in general because we can't do anything with our mindset. We can't do anything about moving forward and creating the type of things and outcomes that we're craving and that we want if we have no idea what's happening in the brain. So when you pause and when you say maybe, then you have all of this time to be like, huh, what is my brain saying this is such a bad idea for? And is that even true? Is that something that I actually believe? And if it is something I'm believing, do I want to believe it? Is this creating the kind of marriage that I want? Is this creating the kind of connection that I want to have with my own body and with my sexuality? And if the answer is no, now you have so much more clarity on the type of thinking that's creating an obstacle between you and your pleasure. This awareness is everything. This is what we diligently work on in coaching all of the time because this awareness is your golden ticket to you getting what you want. It's your golden ticket to mind-blowing sex. It's your golden ticket to like that passionate and like lasting connection with your honey buns, right? Like that mm, juiciness, right? So when you begin to get curious about why you're saying no in the first place, there may be a number of things that your brain is telling you, and they may all be justified, especially at the beginning, but you get to start investigating them. You get to start bringing some more awareness to them. You get to start being like, hmm, okay, here you saying that brain, but is that true? Like, really? Is that something that we want that we actually just want to sit here? Like, because I know it feels like a little bit of effort right now, but I also know that I want the kind of partnership or the kind of marriage where like we do have hot sex all the way up into our 70s and 80s, <laughs> that we do just still look at each other with starry eyes. Like that is something that I actually want. So I'm willing to maybe drop this thought. I'm willing to maybe put this belief to the side and put my body into action and find that pleasure in my body to find that turned on woman. So no is such an important word. We want to be able to use no effectively. We want to use no to create safety. We want to use no to help remove pressure. And we also don't want no to be our automatic response when the proposition of sex comes up. We want to actually create more investigation and pause and curiosity and awareness around when no has become our automatic. 
so that we can create the type of sex life that we want. When you choose to never say no automatically, then it's going to give you so much power. There's so much power in that pause to connect with your body, to notice your thoughts, to shake off the day, and then really truly be curious about like, okay, well, what is my body asking for right now? What do I feel like it would be good for my body and nourishment? Like, what do I think would be good for my heart, for my relationship, for my mind? And if you're like me and like most of the women I know, that pause can also help you to start taking action towards sex. Even if you aren't sure you want it yet, you can remind yourself, like, maybe I can always say no later. I can always stop things later if I'm really not feeling it, but you at least get yourself in the motion. You can kiss, you can dance, you can make out, you can rub oil on your body. You can do these kind of things that help your body get on board with the idea and then truly start to trust your body like, hey, do we want to do this? Okay, sounds like it's a go. Let's do this. And you put yourself in the actions that would allow arousal to take place because for most of us arousal precedes that motivation it precedes desire okay so that is the episode about never saying no in contrast to last episode about saying no more often as always it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here today i hope these two conversations around the word no has opened your mind up and opened your body up to what's possible for you and how to create more pleasure in your life i can't wait to talk with you next week and don't forget to check out that giveaway in the show notes by writing a review and subscribing to the podcast and letting all of your friends know you do not want to miss out on this gift box okay on top of that every single person will get the sensational sex starter kit to really jumpstart your sexual growth journey. Have a wonderful day and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye.